Welcome to the MFR Coaches Podcast, where we talk about how you can create a six-figure MFR practice. I'm your host, Heather Hommel. Not only have I been practicing MFR for 11 years, I'm also a life and business coach, especially for MFR therapists. My goal is for you to understand how to get fully booked, how to talk to your clients, and how to make sure they understand what's possible for them with MFR treatment. I'm here to help you stop under earning, overworking, and burning out. I'll lend support so you can create the MFR practice you've always wanted. Learn how you can do it too, even if you live in a tiny town, and even if you're just starting out, and even if you've ran your practice for years. Let's go. Today is the day. The wait list already knows this, but for everyone else, I want you to know too. This is pretty important stuff. I have a brand new coaching offer and enrollment is happening right now. So listen carefully. From now until June 30th, you can enroll as a founding member into the MFR Coaches 12-month business foundation program where you'll create the foundation for your six-figure MFR business. And you heard that right. It's a 12-month program. When you enroll as a founding member by June 30th, you will get these bonuses. My 350-page workbook printed and delivered to your door, instant access to the course portal with all of my digital trainings, materials, and coaching replay calls. You'll also get a payment plan. This program is a $3,000 investment. When you enroll before June 30th, you get the option to make payments at no extra cost to you. Let me tell you a little bit about what you can expect while you're in this program. Starting August 1st, we will have live weekly coaching calls on Tuesdays at 10 a.m. Central. These calls will run for the entire length of your 12-month program. And you'll be able to catch the replays both in the course portal and on a private podcast channel just for group coaching members. Starting August 1st, you will be invited to join your private Facebook group with other MFR therapists who are on the same mission to create a six-figure MFR business without burning out. You will enjoy all of this for the entire length of 12 months. Create changes in your business and get continued support as you grow and change personally and professionally. Show up to the live calls and get your questions answered and get coached through any dilemma or challenge that presents itself along the way. Get support in the Facebook group and be a part of one of the best communities ever. Use the course portal and listen to the replays from every group I've ever had to help you speed through any problem you might be facing right now and move on to the next thing that you have on your list to tackle. There's zero confusion, zero drama, and zero bullshit. This is a one-time fee, 12 months of awesomeness, and you need to join right now. You have until June 30th to take advantage of the bonus offers, which include the printed workbook sent to your home, instant access to the course portal ahead of the live coaching program start date, which is August 1st, and you get that payment option of three payments. After June 30th, you can still enroll, but you will pay in full and you will not get the workbook sent to your home. So decide you are in now. You spend a lot of money investing in your skill set, 
Now invest in your business and learn how to put those skills to use. Sell MFR, understand how to set your rates, talk to clients and get them the results that they want. Go to www.themfrcoach.com backslash coaching to enroll right now. Hey, everybody, and welcome back to another audio-visual mini-podcast episode of the MFR Coaches Podcast. I am joined today by one of my OG clients, Rachel Pokora. She is the owner of Northeast Ohio Myofascial Release. Rachel, what's up, girl? How are you doing? Hi, doing well. Awesome. Glad to be here. I'm Close glad you're here. Time. I know. I was just, we were just joking ahead of this that Rachel should probably have some sort of award because she might be the most reoccurring guest I've had. <laughs> I have a few, I have a few fan favorites that I have on here all the time. <laughs> but it is, I have a special bond with the people that I did one on one coaching with because I worked with you guys for so long and I always am curious about what's going on. So let's get right into it. Um, Tell us a little bit about what your business like was before we started working together and then give us like the full after effect of what's happening now. Yeah. So I started uh, doing myofascial release just kind of like on my own in like 2019. And I was just kind of playing around with it with clients. I didn't really know what to really do or how to treat clients. I was still doing like traditional massage therapy, but um I knew I really had this passion for myofascial release. So I decided I was going to reconfigure my business and become a myofascial release business at some point. And I got all of the things rolling for that. And then the pandemic happened in 2020 (laughs) and I did not get to start. (laughs) Yeah. I did not get to start my dream. And I thought, Oh shit, now what? So then I had to put that on hold for a bit. And when I got to go back to working, I moved into a different office and I thought this is actually a perfect time to start a new business because I can reinvent myself. (laughs) And so I started doing myofascial release. And then I quickly realized like, I don't know how to do myofascial release or talk about it or get clients or anything. So then it was just kind of people were interested. I don't know how they found me. I had the worst website. I had nothing going for me at that point. And then I would get clients and they would never come back. <laughs> but I still had massage to hold me through because I was still doing like regular massage. And That's then awesome. I found your book. And so I read that and uh, I started coaching with you because I knew I needed help. Like there would be no way I could make a myofascial release business when I didn't even know how to talk about it. And I didn't even know what the benefits were other than like, this is great stuff and you're going to be amazed and your body's going to be perfect after. But I didn't know how to convey that. (laughs) How uh, many, like how many seminars had you had by that point? Like from like when you had found MFR to when you were like, I'm an MFR therapist, I'm starting an MFR business. Oh, I had, uh, three class, four classes, like three classes and maybe my skill enhancement. Mm -hmm. So I had, that's that's pretty good. I feel like that's like right on time. And like, usually the shift from like, I'm, I'm just learning this to like, Oh, I can't unlearn this material. Like I can't knowingly, willingly continue to give massages, knowing what I know. 
Right. Absolutely. I was pretty much like after the first class that I thought that, but I knew I needed more knowledge because I knew there was more to treat than just (laughs) than what Mm -hmm. I knew, but I didn't know. I didn't know how to talk about it. And I did no one, they don't teach you that stuff, the business aspect in seminars. And that's what I really needed to know was all the businessy stuff. So Mm -hmm. I already had my own business. I just didn't know how to transition and to shift and yeah. Talk about this amazing thing. Yeah. Okay. So what is your business like now that you've been at this for a while? Yeah. So we coached for about a year, I think. And Mm -hmm. A lot changed in that year, like while coaching, that was amazing. Um, but I've been out of coaching for about a year now, I guess. Gosh, time yeah. is just going so I fast. Yeah. Um, and it's been really good this year. I, I'm doing great. I'm like booked out four or five weeks in advance, um, which was like one of my goals when I first started coaching. Like for some reason, that was like a huge goal is like, oh, I better be booked out a month because if I'm booked out a month then like I'm doing something right yeah I can relax if I'm booked out a month (laughs) it doesn't really that doesn't really happen but yeah (laughs) so yeah it's been it's been great um I've been able to apply all of these things that we've like learned in coaching to my practice and it helps me to um I I use the same techniques when I'm like trying to make a decision for the future. Like I don't spin out of control thinking like, Oh, I got to overthink this a million times. I just make decisions. And if they don't work, then I just make a different decision. So it's just, it took a lot of pressure off myself. (laughs) Yeah. That's so good. One of my favorite stories that you came to me with in coaching was the time when you had gone to your accountant and you kind of like told him your plan and he was like, you are going to burn your business down. And you came back and you told me that. And I was like, oh shit, like <laughs> this is getting serious. <laughs> it's funny because I had a conversation with him on Friday and he's like, you know, I have a lot of words that I have to eat from uh, telling you, you were going to ruin your business. You know, I didn't think you, you could really do it. Yeah. I'm so glad you didn't listen to him or like make that mean that he had any insider knowledge over wh- how it was going to turn out. I almost did. I know. I know you were really freaked out. I had to talk you down. I was like, listen, I was so mad. I was so mad. I was trying to like professionally coach you, right? Like I was trying to be professional and I was like, no, it's great to eat his words. I'm glad, I'm glad he brought it up. Actually. I'm surprised. He brings it up quite often. That's so funny. He's probably kind of a little bit horrified and also like super glad for you because I mean, yeah, it benefits him too. It benefits him too. Okay. So do you remember how much money you were making at that point when he said that to you? Uh, well, if it was in like, I think in 20, in 2020, I made like Mm $42,000, which is not so bad. Like it was 2020. Yeah. Um, and in 2021, I raised my rates a couple months into the year. So, um, I probably wasn't making hardly any money in the beginning of 2021. And it wasn't until I changed my rates that I did. So Mm -hmm. I made, um, like $68,000, a little bit over $68,000 in 2021. So that was like during coaching. Mm -hmm. So that was exciting. Yeah. Okay. And then how did 22 work? 2022 work out for you? 2022. I, uh, 
made a little bit over 74,000. Um, that was, yeah. And I took a lot of time off of work, um, with my mom passing away and I went down to four days a week, um, and only 16 hours a week for clients. So before mm-hmm. I just like worked whenever, <laughs> however mm-hmm. many people I could see, you know, there was not yeah. really a rhyme or reason. There was a piece of you that didn't really quite believe that you could work a schedule that you want. Like you still need to be really working hard just in yeah. case, like what if it didn't work out, right? There was some, still some of that going on. Absolutely. Yeah. And now when I make a decision, I always think of like, you talking about like, you're going to find the clients that think that your decision is the best decision ever. So it's like, that's how I judge my new decisions off of like, you're going to make great clients. They're going to find you based on this decision. So Mm -hmm. that's how I, that's how I roll now. I love that. And I love that you were able to take time off, take care of yourself. Like you had a lot of stuff to handle with your mom's death and like, you still made more money than ever. Yeah. And working less and working less. Yeah. Okay. And now it's 2023. Mm -hmm. You're partway into the year. How are things looking for you right now? So they're pretty good. I actually pulled the numbers uh, before this call. And so far I've made a little bit over $40,000 this year and I'm on track to make a hundred if, you know, for the rest of this year. And then, um, it's kind of funny because I was looking at like the rest of this month, which we don't have many days left, but I should finish this from January to May with almost $43,000, which is how much I made in all of 2020. <laughs> yeah. So that's like, that was kind of cool. And I saw that I was like, wow, that's, that's awesome. really great. And such a yeah. fun thing to celebrate and be like, I just made in, in half, not even half the year, right? Like we're not even six months in. Yeah. And you've made what you made all, all of one year and you're probably working pretty hard, you know, probably hustling pretty much to make that money. Seeing yeah. times you don't like working when you don't want to work. Yeah. You don't work on weekends anymore. No. I love it so much. Yeah. You guys, yeah. you don't have to work on weekends and you can hundred <laughs> K year. I love knowing that you're on track for that, for that six figures. How do you feel knowing now? Like this is basically inevitable, like whether it takes you 12 months or 13 months, like you're going to hit it. Yeah. So it's, it's cool to me to think about the stuff that you would talk about in coaching that I was like, yeah, okay, that's, that's cool. It'll probably happen, but it probably is going to happen for someone else. But now it's like, no, this is happening for me. And I think all of the things that I wanted to happen, I was so worried about them happening. Like while I was in coaching and it's like, Oh, it's like fine. there was like this pressure to make it happen. Like right then and there versus yeah. like- we're going to lay down this foundation. It's like the little engine that could, and it's going to like keep chugging you up that hill. It's going to keep chugging. Yeah. Like the coaching year wasn't the only year I'm going to be working. Like I'm working on this for like long-term success. So it's really cool to think like I created all of this and it's still going and it's just, you know, it's still just the beginning too. Yeah. Right. Exactly. Yeah. So that's pretty cool. Do you ever look back at like who you were in 2021 when you, like when you read the book and you made these decisions, like she, she created this outcome for you now. Like, that's pretty great. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. It's, it's great because I am able to make decisions like so much easier without the fear of the what ifs or like, you know, there, you know, so many things that go into making decisions and now it's just like, it doesn't matter. (laughs) Just yeah, do it. Just make the next best decision. Yeah. 
Yeah. We yeah, put so much pressure on ourselves to like yeah. perform and to do all this stuff. And now oh, it's nice. like, it wasn't that bad. <laughs> yeah. And sometimes you just have to do things that are uncomfortable, like, and you know, screw around, screw around with things and figure it out, figure it out as you go. And some yeah. things, some things you like, some things you don't like. I think we messed around with like your rates. We messed around with like which days of the week you were going to work. We messed around with your policies. Right. And like, eventually you just found what worked for you. Yeah. Yeah. Yep. Not so hard. Doesn't have to be hard. I think that's one other thing too. It's like, things don't have to be complicated. We we're going to want to make them complicated. They're going to seem, it's going to seem very dangerous to raise your rates. Like even your accountant is going to think they have an opinion on your business. Right. <laughs> right. I want to send that guy a card in the mail. I think <laughs> when you get a hundred K, let me know. He would love that. Probably would. Right. I mean, uh-huh. I think it's great. I think it's the part where that happened too, just to go back to it. Cause it bothers me, obviously <laughs> the part where like you trusted me and you trusted yourself. And, the, and also like, we're able to still work with him. Like ultimately I think he had your best intention, you know, yeah. That's just super funny. I'm so glad that didn't sidetrack you. Some people that would sidetrack, like they'd just be like, oh, this isn't for me. It's not, this is very dangerous. Even this professional over here is telling me. Yeah. Um, Do you think it helped that like I had had an MFR business and I had had, like, I'm an MFR therapist. Like, do you think that's what helped you to trust me or what do you think it was? Yeah, I think so. I mean, we talked about like what your rates were and like your schedule and I'm like, well, she did it. So why can't I do it? And it's not the end of the world. Like if it doesn't work out, I can make a different decision. Yeah. I, I just like, I knew that what I was doing wasn't bringing in enough income anyway. So it, I needed to do something. So I had like, I had to do something or I would, I would probably be out of business at this point. There would be no way I could support myself without changing my rates. So and I don't have another income. I'm single. So I, I have to support myself. So, mm-hmm. and you wanted to, I think that yeah. was really clear. And I think making these bigger zoomed out decisions based on what you need and what you want. And it's like, okay, so you make those bigger decisions and then you make all of the littler decisions that get you to like where you're right, you know, like in your day to day that create the outcome that you want. But sometimes it's hard to do that when you don't know what you want. And so a lot of the time we spend in coaching is like, what do you want to make? What do you need to make? And how many hours do you really want to be working in this? And how many hours do you want to be screwing around doing fun stuff, right? Or other things in your life. Mm -hmm. So how much free space have you cleared out, out for yourself? And like, what are some of the hobbies you have now that you didn't have back when you were working so much? Yeah. So now I just, I just have more flexibility in my schedule because it's structured, which sounds crazy, but because I know when I'm working and it's not just like, well, I'll go in all day and hopefully people book in, Mm -hmm. I know when I'm going to work so I can plan my, my days around that. And it makes life easier to plan other things. So I take off more time. I travel, um, yeah, I, just, I mean, I've been following you on Instagram. Like I've seen you out on like massive bike rides. Like, didn't you yeah. like ride all through New York? I did. Yep. I was in New York city for a bike ride. Yep. I yeah. took off time. And, um, it's so funny because my, I took off the entire week and I came back on a Monday 
and I had to work on Tuesday and I was like, oh, I have to go back to work on Tuesday. I can't take a day off. And it's like, I kicked myself in my butt. Cause afterwards I'm like, I could, I could take that day off. I just chose yeah. not to. I could take a whole week off and one more day. It was right. <laughs> right. So it was like, see, we still go back into these old thought, you know, the old thoughts. So I have yeah. another trip planned in July and I went in my schedule and I was like, I'm going to take an extra day off after travel because I can. <laughs> yeah. And cause you want to. And yeah. I think too, like looking at your schedule and being like, how do I make this like really luxurious for me? How do I want to experience me coming back from this trip? Because yeah. travel is, can be very stressful and yeah. very exhausting. Exactly. And you don't have to experience it that way. So yeah. I think that's super smart. And for anyone that's like watching us, listening to us, try to look for ways in your schedule where you can make it more fun and juicy and delicious so that you love everything you do. It doesn't always have to be a grind and you're not obligated to feel like shit in order to be successful. Like it doesn't have to be hard in order for it to be good. Yeah. Yeah. I think that's one thing we worked on a lot in coaching too, though, was like things could be easy and how like scary it is when it's easy and how it's easy to be like, is something going to go wrong? Am I waiting for the other shoe to drop? Yeah. And just really leaning into life being 50, 50. And it's like going to life all the time. Like no matter how good you're doing or how easy it is, like other shit's going to happen no matter how shitty it is. Like you can still do good in your business. Like it's not tied to one or the other things are not so black and white. Yeah, for sure. Yeah. Okay. What's the latest seminar you've been to? Uh, I just repeated unwinding for the second time. Um, so yeah, I went, I went there and then I went to New York right after <laughs> so I was in Chicago and then I went to New York. So it's all you over the place, a, tra- a national traveler. Uh, <laughs> how many seminars have you taken now since you started coaching? Oh, I've taken almost all of them. Um, I'll be taking MFR three in October. And yeah, so congratulations. Yeah. Thanks. I'm super excited. I, um, really my goal in coaching was to eventually have a T for T and, um, to take more seminars so I could take three and, um, I've, I've done it. So it's, it's great. That gives me goosebumps because that's so exciting. Mm -hmm. What do you think now about your skill level and your ability to give MFR to your clients now that you've had so much more experience, like hands-on experience from being fully booked and from going to so many more seminars? Yeah. um, I don't struggle with the confidence like I did. I used to really get in my head about can I treat this? I don't know what this is. Can I actually help people? But now that I've done more seminars and had a lot of work done and the T for T was really helpful too. That really helped me realize like, I do have, I I know what I'm doing because Mm -hmm. I got to be treated by great therapists and it's like, I am a great therapist. So it was, it was cool to have that experience. And now I know that people are going to get better and I know that I can help them. I don't know when all the time that doesn't, it's not always up to me to know when that will happen, but Mm -hmm. I know that they will see changes and the proof is in the work. People have the most amazing transformations that I couldn't have predicted all the time. It's like, wow. (laughs) 
That's what's so fun about what we do, right? And the part where, and I want this for every MFR therapist, where you just have the confidence that you can treat anything that walks into your room and that you know what you're doing. Because I don't think every MFR MFR therapist feels that way, but it's it's a damn shame because when you have that thought, I can treat anybody that walks into my room, I know what I'm doing, I can make a difference, people get results, you're gonna show up differently than someone's like, that's like, I'm not sure what to do. I'm afraid. I don't know if I can get you better, you know, and people want to buy it from the therapist. That's like, I've got you right. Yeah. But, they, but that you're not faking that you're not faking it till you make it. Like you actually genuinely believe it. And you hold the belief for those clients that are just like, not sure if I can get better or not. Right. Like you just decide that you're going to help them. So yeah. How do you feel your confidence level is now in talking about MFR and talking about like the results of MFR so that your clients want to buy it from you? Is that an easier conversation now? So much easier. That's where I really struggled was, you know, the, the deer in headlights when people would ask me, can I, can I help them? Like, mm-hmm. I think so. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I don't know. Yeah. And Why are you asking me? <laughs> yeah. I don't, I don't know. And I didn't, I didn't know what to talk about and like how to talk about it to people that made sense because I would start going into all the scientific stuff and their eyes would glaze over and they're like "Uh uh-huh okay yeah and and it's like I think I'm talking about it I don't know and so now it's just all the garbage is out of my head so I kind of honestly I really just say less less is more so Mm -hmm. that taught us how to talk about it um and then I've kind of just like taken my own, you know, you create your own way to talk about it, but sometimes I just let the work speak for itself. And I find when I hear myself over talking with certain people, then I get that glazed over look and I'm like, I got to stop talking. Let's just let the work do itself. You know, the work's going to work. (laughs) Yeah. And I think it's easy to slip in and out of like convincing people or being a little bit like, um, dependent on them liking you or liking what you're saying or being bought in. Right. And it's like, Oh, I'm trying to get these person to buy, to buy in, but I really just need to let the work speak for itself. So that's such a good catch. And I'm sure you're so good at catching yourself that, and it doesn't even matter. It's like, Oh, oops. It doesn't. I'm not going to do that again. (laughs) Yeah. But you know, we do slip back into stuff. So I like, I think about like, Oh, what would Heather say? (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> you're still in my brain all the time. Yeah, Don't worry. Uh, you'll never shake me. I'm just haunting you. <laughs> oh my gosh. Well, what would you say? Like, what did you think you were going to get out of coaching? And like, what was one of the benefits that you got that you had no idea you would get? I thought I was going to get like a blueprint for coaching that you would just tell me what to do in my business and how to do it. And then everything was just going to be fine. And it was really hard for me to like, think I was just like going to give you the keys to the business and you were going to do all the stuff and that I wasn't going to actually be part of it. And so that made me a little uncomfortable, but I really learned how to make my own decisions and like what feels juicy for me and what feels authentic. So Mm-hmm. And that looks different as every month it looks different. I know every day is different. So, but I get to decide. And so that's been the, the coolest part is just making my own choices and knowing that they're right, no matter what for my choices. So, yeah. yeah. 
I just love how badass like that answer is. It's like, I get to make the choices. This is my thing that it never mattered what I told you. Like it was never create a Heather Hommel, my Alfa's business. It's like create a Rachel Pecora MFR business because your clients want Rachel. They 100% want you. And that's the business you need to create. Like, it's not about pumping out robotic MFR therapists that just copy paste the same thing. And we're just tracking KPIs to try to see how successful we are. How many likes did we get on that post? Nobody gives a shit. What we want to know is like, can you help people? Can you clearly explain what it is that you do? And can you back up that you can do that based on the skills that you're, you know, you're able to afford to go and get more and more skills because of the business you've created. And I think that's super important too. And also I think one of my biggest flexes, if this is even like the right way to say it, is that so many people that go through my program are also the people that go to so many seminars because they can afford it. They are going to T for T they're going to skill enhancement and they have a regular practice of getting myofascial release on a weekly or monthly or bi-weekly basis. And they are a product of their product. That makes me so proud. And I just love knowing that you're one of those ones that's out there walking around practicing what you preach. Yeah. And I, I'm not trying to put anyone down that hasn't been through coaching, but when I go to seminars and I see people having the same questions that I had I, I really feel for them, you know, it's like, it doesn't have to be difficult. And these are seasoned therapists too. And just like get some coaching. It'll it'll make your life so much better, you know? And, um, there was even a, I was in Chicago doing unwinding and someone asked how to charge for MFR and, and they, you know, they were given a, uh, an answer. And I said, you need to double that. Yeah. And they, they were just like, that's impossible. Like, right. um, it's not, you don't know my circumstances. Right. Like, yeah. <laughs> right. Right. I we all have the same thoughts. Yeah. 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 It's just like you need someone to help like corral those thoughts and let you know that like you can make decisions and it doesn't have to be based on like what someone else thinks it should be. Yeah, and you don't have to wait for someone else to give you permission to do the things that you want. Sometimes it's just, I think, Uh, most of the time we just don't know what we want because we never ask ourselves. Yeah. I think you taught me that uh, like, that was a big part of coaching with you is learning what I want and that I don't need someone to validate my decisions because that was a huge thing for me is I always Mm -hmm. needed to check in with somebody, make sure like, should I do this? Do you think this is good? Cause this, this Mm -hmm. is what I think. And then whatever they would say is how I would maybe judge my, you know, what I was yeah. actually going to do. And now it's like, I'm going to do this. <laughs> Doesn't yeah, I don't, I'm not even going to ask anybody. I do that too. And I think that's a huge win. Like it's one of those like untangible things that you like haven't, you know, you, you do it a bunch and then you're like, Oh my gosh, I learned that from this, this thing. Oh my gosh. Yeah. I'm saving so much time, not asking people. Yeah. I just like apologize for myself everywhere I went. And then the same thing with decisions, like I'd have to call my mom, I'd have to call my sister, I'd have to call my friend and I would get three or four different answers. So I'd be more confused than ever. And then I would be like resentful of them and resentful that I couldn't make a decision. It was just, I never do that anymore. Like I barely ever ask somebody else's opinion on what I do. It creates so much free time. It does. (laughs) It It really does. (laughs) And it speeds everything up. Like you just get accomplished even faster. Yeah. Absolutely. I make decisions all the time. And then a lot of times people are like, wait a minute, what, what happened? You, you didn't tell mm-hmm. me about that. Oh yeah. I just, I just kept going. <laughs> yeah. 
That's so, that's so good. I'm just making myself a note. I think I can make an email around that. That's so good. (laughs) All of my clients are so inspiring to help me like create content and to like come up with new ideas. And, and it really is, it's like the things that you tell me that you learn from me, like, then I can relate that to someone else and be like, you're probably having this problem too. Like, let's alleviate this problem. Let's no longer make seminars responsible for business decisions. Let's just be there to learn the tools and everybody come to me to learn the business stuff and like learn it in a group of myofascial release therapists. Yeah. What do you think about like being in a group of therapists going through coaching? Cause you've had both experiences one-on-one and in the group. What do you think about those two different experiences? It's good to hear other people's struggles because a lot of them are the same struggles that you have or um, a struggle that you may have in the future that you haven't reached that level of struggle yet, but you know that like one day I'll have that same problem. Like when I'm fully booked, how will I manage that struggle? Because that comes with its own set of thoughts and beliefs around that. So, but when you're just starting out, like that's so far away that you're like, I'll just deal with that later. So it's nice to like hear the problems that others are going through because eventually that's going to be something you need to deal with too. Mm-hmm. Um, and it can be the same level of problem because we all, we all have the same thoughts and beliefs around our ability to treat and the problems that we have. We think it's unique to us, but it's not yeah. <laughs> it's the same, yeah. the same problem. <laughs> yeah. I think so, that is like kind of validating. It creates safety to be like, Oh, yeah. I'm not the only one that struggles with this idea that I suck or that I don't, I'm scared to tell this person I can help them all the, all the little micro details. Yeah. So, yeah. And it's also helpful to see how they work through it because everyone thinks of things differently and their resolution to get to those things are also going to be different. So it's helpful to see how people work through decisions or problems. And it's Mm -hmm. like, Oh, maybe I should think of it that way. Mm -hmm. So speaking of fully booked, you're fully booked now for weeks and weeks out. And I think before we started recording, you had mentioned like, oh, I thought I would get here. And then all of a sudden my business would become easy. Right. Like, I think people think I'm going to hit hundred K and then all of a sudden I'm going to have all of the money in the world and no problems. (laughs) It's just like, not what happens. Right. No. What what did you think being fully booked would feel like and how, like, what are some of the issues or what, what would be the hardest part for you of being fully booked? Do you think? I thought it would feel like, like I've arrived, like I've made it, like I'm doing, I'm doing the right stuff. Like people want MFR if I'm fully booked and that's great and all, but that's not really what ends up happening. And that's, that is part of the feeling, I guess, that I get like, oh, great. People really like this, but then it adds stress of like, well, I can't get you in, but you need to come in. Like, I wish you could come back next week but I don't have anything for five, six weeks. So sorry. (laughs) Yeah. Like being okay with letting people down or being okay with saying no or not, or choosing not to overwork to, to get people in. Cause that's a really sticky one for people. Yeah. That, that can be easy to do. And I have to train myself. I have to like really check myself on that of like not wanting to make it comfortable for everyone. Like, well, I got to do this so that they can get in. It's like, it's not an emergency. Or they're going to leave or I'm going to lose the money. Right. Right. All those human thoughts that occur that can keep you people pleasing or just like keep you believing that things aren't going to work out. Like, oh, this is, 
I think another like tricky thought that comes up when you're fully booked is like, this could all go away tomorrow or this is just fluke. Yep. It's easy to believe that too. When you're, you know, like when you're in it, especially when it's first starting, you're like, oh, this isn't really happening. Very dangerous. And then we self-sabotage or we like purposefully, we unconsciously do things that make the schedule go down. Yeah. Yep. And then I realized like there have been a few times where I was, I, you know, added an extra day on because I was out of town or I wanted to like work extra time. And then I don't actually want to work the extra time. So then people end up canceling. And so I'll end up only with the amount of people I wanted to see in, in anyway. So yeah. I'm like, I went through all this stress in my brain. And so I stopped doing that. I'm like, I, I, I'm not going to do that. <laughs> Yeah. Let yourself off the hook. Or if you're going to plan to work more, plan to work more way in advance. Yeah. So that you're making the decision from a different place versus like, oh, I have to do this because I need to hit a money goal. Right. But like when that day actually comes, you don't want to be there. So then you kind of resent it and it's just like a Mm -hmm. whole thing. So Mm -hmm. yeah, exactly. Exactly. Yeah. Not working and resenting is a huge flex too. like never resenting when you're there, only being there during the times that you want to work. And it really is easy. You don't have to work Saturdays. You don't have to work till 8 PM. You just don't. Yeah. What are the hours that you see people? Like, do you, what is your schedule usually? I have a two days where I work until six is my latest day. And then, um, two days where I work until three. So I have two afternoon days and two morning days and it's good. It's good for both. You know, I I like to have my morning, but it's also nice to have afternoons to do stuff too. So it feels like a good balance and, you know, it works out the clients. When I make my schedule, I get clients that love that schedule. So I don't worry about it anymore. Yeah. Cause didn't you used to work till eight o'clock at night sometimes? Yeah. No, like How every nice night. is it not to work till eight o'clock at night? Yeah. And here's the thing, but most people don't know, but, um, probably coming in the winter or fall months, I won't be working in the evening anymore at all because I can't see in the dark anymore. Yeah. <laughs> so you know. I can't drive. And so I won't be able to drive at night and we get dark in the winter early. Mm-hmm. So I think my schedule will have to change. I think that that's totally fine and great. I mean, I used to work until three o'clock, like I would be done by three o'clock every day and just is what it is. I was fully booked. Yeah. Didn't matter. You just have to make the decision. And especially if it's like for your safety, I mean, that's a great reason to not do it. And (laughs) if you only work like eight to one or eight to two or whatever, or 10 to two, that's amazing. People will fill your schedule. Like you are- you are an in-demand therapist, which I love. I know you have that thought about yourself. I have that thought about you too. And for anyone listening or watching, you can just adopt that thought for yourself. Like I'm an in-demand therapist. People will do, people will come whenever I'm open. Yep. And we had to work on that a little bit, right? Cause there, it took you a while to get your schedule buttoned up. Oh yeah. Even if you would have asked me last year, if I thought by the end of this year, I'd be working what I plan to work, I would be like, you're crazy. That's not going to happen. But like now that I need to do it because I've been toying around with going through this last winter of like, yeah, I actually can't drive at night, like hardly at all. Mm -hmm. So it's just like, not a problem. Like I have to do this. Like, so what? Yeah. This is what I'm doing. Yeah. Yeah, I'll find enough patience now. Like, yeah, there's probably more people that want to come in the morning. Right. Yeah. I don't even know yet. Right. 
Well, and you just create kind of this snowball effect, like the longer you're in business, the longer you do this, the more you increase your confidence and your ability to sell and talk about MFR, like you just can't stop people from coming. I mean, I've been closed for three years and I still weekly get new patient phone calls. (laughs) That's awesome. Yeah. That's a lot. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. I'm not even open anymore. People, people call me from the directory even and want referrals. And I'm just like, that's it's crazy to me. I mean, it's great. I could just reopen at any time, but I'm too busy helping MFR therapists to help other people. So yeah. And someone move to La Crosse, Wisconsin and take over my old practice. Anybody (laughs) please call me. (laughs) There is a huge base of fans of MFR here. So yeah, I even had old con old clients contact me a week ago and they're like, so are you thinking about coming back? It's very hard to say no, because you know, I love MFR so much. Um, yeah, it's a weird, it's weird not doing it hands-on, but I feel like all I do is talk about MFR and promote MFR all day, every day. So that gives me enough to go on. Yeah. I'll be all right. We need you out there. So you're doing a good job. Right. Thanks. Thank you so much. Well, is there anything else you wanted to share before we wrap up? Do you want to talk about like your podcast or your, um, how people can find you? Yeah. So I'm uh, Northeast Ohio myofascial release. Um, I'm on Instagram and Facebook. I do have a podcast. It's called return to ease and uh, it's listed on my website. So it's at NEO myofascial release.com. Awesome. Yeah. Go find her podcast. It's really great. There's lots of episodes to keep you entertained for quite a while, (laughs) (laughs) quite a while. Yeah. You're doing a good job. It's so fun to catch up with you. I really appreciate you continuing to share your journey with coaching and your journey with your business from start to wherever it goes. Please do not hesitate to tell me when you hit the hundred K mark, we're going to (laughs) celebrate you. Of course. (laughs) (laughs) So this was so fun. I'm so proud of you and so proud to be your coach. And thank you. Yeah. I'll be, I'll be watching you. I love talking about money wins. So I do too. Excited. That's another, don't you think that's another side effect for coaching? Did you always like talking about money or did no, you? No, I hated it. Yeah. <laughs> I hated yeah. it. It scared me. Mm-hmm. I it love was like the secret. I know it's financially successful. I love how people come on these episodes and they like, they have their numbers ready. They're ready to share. And I'm like very proud of that because more people do that. Like it just takes away a lot of the weirdness around money and the more money people have, like the more resource we become, the better the world. So yeah, yeah good I like goals to, to, it's a good goal to reach towards. If it's not the goal that you've hit yet and you hear someone else making a certain amount, you're like, wow, that's, I'm going to, I want to try to get to that too. Yeah. Like whoever knew that was possible, right? Like I remember deciding this is what I was going to help people do. And I didn't even know it was possible for myself, right? Until like someone asked me like, well, how much do you want to make? And I was like, if I could make a hundred thousand dollars, it would literally change my life. But that seems really dangerous. (laughs) And like, now that's just what I do all day. Like, that's just what we do. And it doesn't matter if you go through coaching and it takes you one or two, or maybe in the third year you hit a hundred K. The thing is, is like, you've created the foundation to do it and you've collapsed the time. And you're doing it. So you're never going to be sad knowing how to do that. And then doing it every year after that, probably plus more like until you're done with your business. So kind of a big deal. It's awesome. Yeah. 
Feel good. All right. Well, thank you so much. Thanks everybody for joining us on another mini-sode audio video episode of the MFR Coaches Podcast. We'll be back with more soon. I'll catch you later. Bye-bye for now. Bye. Thanks for joining me today. My mission is to help every MFR therapist become a part of the movement where no MFR therapists ever under earn or burn out. Join my 12-month coaching program. You'll spend the first 90 days setting up your foundation to create your six-figure business. Then you'll go to work and uncover exactly what's holding you back from the business that you want and desire. Get support while you raise your rates, set your policies, and learn how to talk about MFR and how to sell MFR in service of your clients. Learn exactly how you can do it too, even if you live in a tiny town and even if you've had your business for years. This program is open to all MFR therapists who want to create what is possible when you stop playing small and start showing up in your full power as the John Barnes trained MFR therapist you are. Put your magic to work in the world and help more people get out of pain and back to active lifestyles. I'll help you do it. Go to www.themfrcoach.com backslash coaching and sign up right now.